0: It is time now for making sense of the markets with Lori Pankowski. Laurie is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simmy. How are you doing on this beautiful Vancouver day? Uh, you're you're in an air conditioned office, aren't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you must. Be. Yes, it is warm. It is warm. <laughs> it is warm out there for sure. But how is this translating to the markets? Like, how warm are the markets these days? Yeah, you know, this is, a, I would say, probably the most important week of summer in terms of data as well as earnings that we're seeing. Markets are in the green uh, today, and and this comes ahead of the Fed's key interest rate decision, which is set to be announced at 11 a.m. We're looking for a three-quarter point move, and uh, then Jerome Powell is going to speak after that, Uh, and what we're trying to learn is, you know, again, where they stand in terms of uh, their rate hike path. Um, you know, for the remainder of the year, as well as maybe shed, uh, you know, to shed some light on economic conditions. And, you know, we've seen a cool down in economic data that's coming out uh, during these kind of tighter economic conditions with higher rates. Uh, we're seeing real estate prices come down. We've seen commodity prices come down. Um, we've seen changes in employment as well as inventories out there. You know, However, the last uh, June rate for inflation was at 9% in the US. So again, that's a 41 year high so they're doing what they can but they've also said that they're going to be nimble uh, in their path of raising rates and they're going to be uh looking at the data and making decisions based on that and that's what markets wanted to hear and, you know, investors are really eager to, to see, you know, is this the last of the three quarter point hike? And again, you remember Bank of Canada just increased by one percentage point. So again, we don't want to see a recession. Nobody does. Uh, and we're going to learn, uh, you know, uh, last quarter's GDP as well. Uh, tomorrow and then we're just amidst uh, so many earnings as well. So we're really getting, uh, you know, a good indication of where the economy sits right now.
0: Okay. Well, let's dive into the earnings season aspect of this because I'm hearing about those everywhere. I mean, you've got a lot of what SP 500 companies that are reporting in right now.
1: Oh, a a ton. You know, even for our own portfolios, I think we had five names report yesterday and we have seven names reporting today uh, on top of all the other uh, economic data that's coming out. So at this point, more than 150 or 30 percent of S&P 5 companies have reported so far. Uh, roughly 70% have been analyst expectations. So again, this is a positive sign um, that it's it's not as bad as investors thought, I would say. And you know, you take a look at Google and Microsoft, both posted double-digit quarterly revenue growth, but they missed analyst ex- uh, expectations on earnings and revenue. Uh, but the both stocks are up today, uh, again, with the idea that it's not as bad as investors thought. Uh, on the other hand, we've got more stable, Apple-type companies, uh, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, both had great earnings yesterday. Both companies are up. And, and again, we own all of those uh, stocks in our portfolio, I should say. Um, and again, I think this is going to continue. I think investors got overly pessimistic uh, about how things are going to go here, especially in the second quarter. And I think people are, uh, what should I say, <laughs> Quietly pleased. And uh, and so you've seen markets stabilize, stabilize somewhat over the past uh, few weeks. And, uh, you know, perhaps the bottom is already in in the markets, at least in the short term, uh, especially the way that uh, investors are handling these earnings coming out. OK, well, that's a
0: good sign then, right? If, that, if you feel like, OK, maybe we've hit the bottom, then then that's a good sign for the markets
1: it is and again what we need is a catalyst in the markets we need either the fed to be less aggressive we need um, inflation to come down so interest rate increases are not as aggressive that that's what the market needs and we just haven't had that catalyst and we need that for any sort of sustainable rally in my opinion and 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 that day will come and we don't know if it's going to be you know uh this meeting or it's going to be in september or you know October but at some point that catalyst will come and the markets will change direction. Again, we can see things bottoming, stabilizing somewhat. Um, And again, I'm I'm saying that right before the Fed speaks. So let's hear what they have to say first. Let's see what uh, second quarter GDP comes in as well. Because remember, the definition of a recession is two quarters of negative growth. In the first quarter already, we saw negative growth in the US. They're expecting a slight increase um, for second quarter. But if that comes in negative, that's going to be deemed that we're already in a recession. And so it will be interesting to see, you know, what the number is and whether again we're in a mild recession or where this is where this path is headed and that all is going to be determined by where the Fed goes from here.
0: Right. Okay. So that also sounds like like you're staying very calm about this. You're you're very logical saying let's wait, to, you know, for this to come out. But that also speaks to the issue of kind of having to manage investor emotions, doesn't it? Because you probably have to repeat that to many people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes I could just press play. Um, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, understanding investor emotions, like if you Google investor emotions in a market cycle, you'll find a ton of graphs on this. And, you know, there's a way that investors feel when markets are moving higher, when they're at a high, when they're coming down, when they're at the bottom. And, you know, it it it, it really uh, speaks to how people are feeling during different times of the market cycle. And remember, the market goes. In a cycle, and you just have to keep that in mind and and learning how to anticipate and um you know control our emotions when investing is one of the most important endeavors you can undertake, and poor investment decisions are often caused by emotions and so by learning to manage that uh, you're likely going to have a better return over the long term, even if you look at markets and how you know they've performed over the past six months. Um, you know that's for now, not forever, right? Uh, you know, in three to five years, I'm sure we'll be dealing with a whole nother problem. Exactly. You'll forget this one even happened.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> is know? the way so, it
1: goes. Yeah, it is right. And so you just got to manage yourself through it and not make snap decisions. You know, the world is you know, um, you know, going to zero, and I better stay in cash and put money under my mattress. I, again, every few years we go through these adjustments, and uh, again, understanding how you're feeling emotionally. Um, you know, one of the emotions as markets start to kind of move higher is reluctance. People don't believe that's going to happen. They still think that things are bad out there, for example. Um, you know, and then they will, you know, sit having cash sit in the bank is their idea of an investment strategy. And again, that's no good when you've got inflation at, uh, you know, seven, eight percent either. And so, and then things move higher in that market cycle. And then you start seeing investors with, uh, you know, optimism, excitement. And then, thrill, and then even euphoria right at the top of the market, everybody 's making money, everybody 's so happy, um, you know, and they can do no wrong and Then when that cycle changes again, you know you see disappointment, uh you see denial, fear, uh, and then desperation, and even panic, and I would say that panic. Uh, that we saw recently was kind of in June, right, where people were throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Any stock couldn't could could do no right. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Um, any company, you know, no matter what it was, and so again, that starts to not make sense. And you see capitulation where people are just overselling, um, and then finally that changes to hope again when you see again we've got you know okay earnings. So your companies are still growing revenue. Uh, yes, there's things that are affecting them such as, you know, higher food costs or wage inflation. And again, we have to look at each company individually, but you really want to avoid, uh, the, em- the emotional pain, um, you know, of making snap decisions, quick decisions without really understanding the market cycle right. and what's happening out there. Right. So, so, so again, understand where you are in the, in the market cycle, I guess. What, what stage do you think we're at right now? So after capitulation, there's despondency, depression, <laughs> okay. and then this all fits. Uh, this all fits, reluctance, the D- doesn't it? Yeah. So I, I, I felt that investors over the last little bit are probably uh, uh, under the despondency, then the depression, and then the reluctance stage, like somewhere in there. Just because, again, the idea is that even markets stabilize, I mean, they're up 8% off the lows, right? Like that's a pretty significant move here in July, you know, but a lot of people continue to look at the rear view mirror. This is what happened. And yes, you know, that's what happened to the markets. But what is going to happen? That's what's important today to make decisions. And and earnings are telling us that things just are not that bad Uh, we're not in some major recession right now. We've got uh, a lot of people working. Unemployment numbers are still low. Again, that may change in coming months, uh, but the Fed may also get less aggressive in coming months once we see inflation come down as well. Lori, thank you so much for your time this morning. (laughs) Thanks so much, Simi.